Hey guys, this is Kendra. And this is Jessica. And you are listening to Lucid Lab. Lab. <laughs> this is our first episode. We're here. It is. We did I'm, it. <laughs> I'm so excited to I'm be excited. here. It feels like a long time coming. We've it been is. talking about this for a while and, and here we are. And we met our deadline. We wanted to start You today. know what? We did. We did. Oh, well, I thought we were going to have it out by today. Oh. Not well. out by today, but out mid-March. So we're almost there. Almost. But we're recording mid-March. Yes. I have no idea when anybody listening is actually going to hear this because we have to do all the editing <laughs> and everything else. So it might be a while from now, but today is actually St. Patrick's Day. Yes. And we are celebrating by having some drinks mm-hmm. with everyone listening to our first episode. Yeah, we're, we're in a dark room and everybody else is having a little bit more fun. But we have drinks. Three drinks each. Yes. Uh, do you want to? Not all alcohol. But No. We're coming to you from Colorado mm-hmm. and in Denver area, which is, as everyone knows, the Mile High City. So hydration is very important. Yes. <laughs> and if you want to drink, you better have some water next to it. Yep. I have an entire box of wine, which I will <laughs> I not be just, drinking. <laughs> but I explained I to Kendra <laughs> that it was already open and it didn't make sense to bring something else with me. So I was just about to ask what, what you were with. drinking tonight. My drinks of choice include some Tito's vodka. Mm-hmm. She's with, more special. Um, LaCroix. Do I sound bougie enough yet? You do. <laughs> and I have some water and then also a Coke because we feel like we might need some caffeine tonight recording our first episode. Yeah. We are here and we are so excited for everyone who's joining us on this first adventure. Oh my episode. gosh, I can't believe who's going to listen to this. I don't know. And by the way, my Thanks, voice Mom. is raspy Thanks, today. Dad. I'm sorry. <laughs> Mom and Dad. <laughs> maybe, maybe brothers, sisters. <laughs> so. How was your week? My week has been wonderful. Um, it was spring break week here, and I have a couple of kids, and my youngest is in high school still. So spring break was out, and we went down to Denver and uh, had like a little mini vacation. vacation. Yeah, mm-hmm. got a hotel for a couple nights. We went to Meow Wolf. I don't know if anyone has been there yet. I still need to go. Um, listening. It was my first time there. Yeah. It's amazing. I would highly recommend anyone listening to go to Meow Wolf. I don't want to ruin it for anyone, but check it out. Yeah, I know that they it. started in New Mexico yep. and, and then they built this. Uh, I think they have one out in Vegas and then this one in Denver. Oh, there's opened. one in Vegas? Yeah. Well, I'm originally from, well, I'm from New Mexico. And so it was out there for a long time and I always wanted to go and then I didn't. And then they built one here and now that's mm-hmm. been here for a while. I think I it's only been here gone. maybe a little over a year. I so. feel like it's been longer than that. I'm actually... Yeah. Facebook friends with the guy who created it. I don't even know oh, really? how. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Or one of the creators. I may be saying this wrong. But his name is Vince. But I see all his stuff and I have no idea. But he's from New Mexico. So maybe I know him from the past. Watch. He's going to listen to this. He's like, I have no idea who you are. I'm like, I don't know either. But you're Facebook friends with me somehow. You accepted, dude. <laughs> so we're besties. That's funny. Yeah, it was really fun. We did that. Uh, we ate a lot of food. We went to um, we tried our first hot pot restaurant. Have you ever done hot pot? Oh, my gosh. They just opened one by my house. And I was wondering what that is. It says hot pot. And I'm like, well, we're in Denver. So that's either some kind of Asian food or it's <laughs> or <you're> cannabis. <laughs> yeah, I don't know which one. <laughs> It was. So what is it? (laughs) So hot pot is something it's really probably really fun to do with a big group. It was just, you know, two of us. It's kind of like a fondue. So it's based out of like China. It's a yeah, I don't know enough about it, but it's somewhere in China started this um, Mm. hot pot and you go in and you choose your broth. Oh, it's an experience. It's a whole experience. Cool. It's actually overwhelming if you've never been before, but it's all you can eat and they just bring you all you can eat everything. Ooh, all kinds of meat, all kinds of veggies, noodles. The whole shebang. It's 
Well, I don't want to hog up all the time. Tell me about your week, Jessica. Oh, geez. <laughs> well, working, getting ready for this because getting it's ready. a big deadline and I wanted to make sure that we could start. But speaking of St. Patrick's Day, it's so funny that people, when they listen to this, it's probably going to be well past. (laughs) Um, But I have a younger daughter and I was taking her to school this morning. And because everything's so crazy, I get in the parking lot and everybody's dressed in green. And I'm like, oh, Oh, no, damn it. (laughs) And I was like hoping she wouldn't notice. Of course she's going to notice. And she's like, (gasps) am I wearing anything green? And I was like, no. So I'm like looking through my car for like a green ponytail. <laughs> like, do I have a scarf? Do Just we have- something. And then she starts crying and oh, I'm like, no. oh my gosh. And you feel like the worst mom ever. So yeah. I left the parking lot and I went to 7-Eleven, which was the closest thing. <laughs> and I was like, 7-Eleven has like those areas where like there's toys. There has to be something. Right. This one doesn't for some reason. But I'm, I'm in 7-Eleven and I found the only green thing that they sold there that you could wear. And it was an army bandana. Oh. And I bought her an army <laughs> bandana. It was green. And so wh- how did you put it? Did you like tie it? I in didn't her? even have time. I'm like, hold it. <laughs> Go inside. I was going to say, did you get her a green Slurpee? <laughs> she can just carry her around. And then we were late. We were the last people in school. And thankfully, they just let her scoot by instead of giving me a tardy. But well, you know, morning. when you have a young child on St. Patrick's Day, they have to have green or someone will pinch them that was the determining factor is I didn't have anything green and I was like she'll be okay she'll cry and she'll go in and then then she's like someone's gonna pinch me and I'm like damn it because that means you'll pinch him back and you'll get you'll be the only one getting in trouble trouble. for it (laughs) so I had to go you're like I've taught my daughter to defend herself I mean which I'm proud of but all right bandana I didn't get to ask her how it went because we're here and it's been a long day well you did what you could and Cheers to you for figuring out something. That's what creative moms do. I'm like, I can't keep up with this because I'm, you know, we're both full-time working moms and we're trying to do this because we're trying to get out of the corporate world world, and we want to have our own thing. And we've seen some really amazing people. We got to talk about how we met because this is actually what led to the podcast. A friend of ours invited us both out the same Mm -hmm. night. For karaoke, if I remember right. For karaoke. (laughs) (laughs) Which is another story in itself. (laughs) Yes. uh, So my longtime friend invited me over and we were just going to have like a little girls get together. And she was like, oh, my friend Jessica is going to come along. You'll love her. She's a mom friend for you. And our mutual friend's name, I guess we can say it here. Can we? I don't know. We won't say her. She we haven't will not her. be named. Um, I've You'll known be her famous for... <laughs> next episode if we get your approval. Sorry. Yes. Um, I've known her about eight years. And then you and her became friends because your daughters are in class together, yep, right? They go to school together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we met and we're just hanging out on the back patio before karaoke. And we started talking about podcasts. You know, we first started talking about spiritualism and stuff right. like that. And then we started talking about it was kind of a kismet moment. I was like, oh, yeah, wow, she's kind of interested in all the same things. And it's like, OK, I this am. person, I can talk about this and they're not going to look at me with like. And then I was like, have you heard of Morbid? Yes. <laughs> and and if, if you're listening to us, you probably know what Morbid is. But if you haven't. Listen. It's an amazing podcast. I have recommended Morbid to probably like five or six other people and they had never heard of it before. So it was really interesting when we started talking and you listen to Morbid because 
I don't think I've ever come across another person like in my personal circles. No, me either. That has mentioned no. Morbid. Yeah. Um, they'll mention some of the larger like true crime podcasts, but Morbid's kind of a different mm-hmm. take on it. And I love Elena and Ash. I think the way that they do a podcast is just it speaks to me more than other podcasts that have been out there. So I knew at that moment when Jessica said she liked Morbid that we were you were my kind of people. <laughs> so it was like two years ago in the summer and I was I, I needed a change. I needed something to change in my life. And I just decided to start listening to podcasts. But I came across that and I went through like all of their episodes very quickly and there's hundreds yes <laughs> so they're good and I've started other podcasts since but yeah we just connected on morbid mm-hmm. and then after a few drinks I'm like <laughs> let's start a podcast <laughs> yeah so we then continue to drink because we were going for karaoke and we yeah. needed liquid carriage um, to be able to perform any kind of karaoke <laughs> uh, you're much more brave than I am when it comes to karaoke I, I really myself. yeah and she was amazing I get up there. I watched there the and recording. Pre- You're all lying. <laughs> I am the one that gets up there and pretends to sing, but really I'm just up there. You're like the background behind, singer. Yeah. You were behind will, everybody when we yeah. were doing it. And I hold the microphone as far away as possible. Just mouthing um, it. <laughs> I actually know how to sing. I was in choir and all of that. But for some reason, like, I just, I don't know, karaoke, I feel like I can't get the right pitch or I don't know. I don't want to be one of those people that ends up on a viral video because I suck so bad. <laughs> I used to love doing karaoke. Um, I used to play pool and I would sing karaoke, but I hadn't done it in literally probably, I don't know, like 10 years when I went with you guys. So it had been a while and I was very nervous, but I still did it anyway. And, yes, so and like with courage. <laughs> I think by the end of the night, we started saying, you know what? We should do our own podcast. I think at the time we were talking with, there was four of us there mm-hmm. and we were going to do a podcast with four. Yes. And then when we actually met again without drinks <laughs> and started talking <laughs> seriously about it, we realized that four microphones and four people in a room would be kind of crazy. And we also, you know, when we started talking about what we wanted to talk about, Jessica and I felt like we were more on the same page of what we wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And so we met up a few months later and and put this brainchild together. Well, I mean, when did when was karaoke? That was like in July. Yeah. And then we didn't we saw each other again for a second time in December. You're right. At a brunch at the yeah. same friend's house. Yeah. And, and then we met over Christmas and break. And then we met over Christmas. And then it just like just clicked. It just clicked. It seemed right. It was very obvious, you know, when we spent time together that we would be once again on the same page mm-hmm. with what we wanted to talk about and like our personalities. We started talking about astrology because yeah. that's something we're both yeah. interested in. Mm-hmm. And just a small sidebar here especially since we were talking about morbid. Uh, So this is Kendra talking. I am a Gemini. And this is Jessica and I am a Capricorn. And for those of you who listen to morbid, it's the same. (laughs) Except you're older and I'm younger. Yes. But not by much. So I have a lot in common with Elena, but I really connect with Ash. But that's also because... I am a rising Gemini. That is true. I'm very Capricorn, though. That's throughout my house. And I everywhere. so appreciate you being a Capricorn because I don't think we would have gotten as far as we are right now if we had to wait on my Gemini. Um, <laughs> That's true. Planning tendencies, it would probably have been, I don't know, July. It probably would have taken a full year. <laughs> you know what's so funny? Um, the night that we decided, oh, let's do a podcast, the entire night, Drunken You kept saying, Jessica, she's the Capricorn. She'll get it all done. She'll figure it all out. You just kept saying it over and and over and over again. And I was like, oh, the pressure. Every time I saw the other girls, I just felt like, oh, crap, I, I, I need to have started this podcast. But it wasn't until like you and I actually sat down and talked. I was like, all right, down the rabbit hole I go. 
I did a lot of research and, you know, it took a lot to get to where we are. But, you know, in reality, it is March. But since our very first conversation, it really only took a couple months. And like we yep. have content, we know what we're doing and, and it's exciting to see it come to fruition. So as we've already mentioned a couple of times, this is our first episode and we're really excited. Plan right now is to record weekly and release new episodes with varying topics. And we want to take turns with those topics. So you'll hear from Jessica one week and then me from another week, Kendra. This week, we're going to start Mm -hmm. out with Jessica. So Jessica, what do you have for us? Well, because we have Lucid in her name, I thought it would be a good start to chat about Lucid Dreaming. Absolutely. I can't wait to hear what you have. Well, I know that you know but not everyone listening does since this is our first episode. I want to make sure that everybody knows that this is not a podcast about lucid dreaming, but we are going to cover it and sprinkle it in throughout the process and in other episodes and stuff because I think it's a really fascinating topic. It ties into a lot of different things that we actually want to discuss. Everything's kind of connected, so I think that it'll come up in, in different parts of what we talk about, and we've talked about it quite a bit. And so we have as we were, I guess, brainstorming what we wanted to do. Yep. Yeah. So like we were going over all these other topics and we landed on dreams for a minute. We did. And I wrote dreams in big ass letters on a piece of and paper. And like scratched all around I scratched it. all around it and I circled it because I was like, that's what we're doing. Because <laughs> so we, I remember we were talking because we of course both love all of the true crime podcasts and I remember us going, but there's so much true crime. There is. What is there something that hasn't been discussed enough? And we were like, what would be interesting to hear about? And we had both talked about having vivid dreams earlier in the night. Yeah. I wasn't even at this point. And I was like, what about dreams? Like, is there anything out there? And then I feel like it was the next day, Jessica texted me and she said, I had an idea for a name for the podcast. And that's when you came up with Lucid Lab. But also the word lucid, I just felt like, you know what? It doesn't have to be dreams. Right. Like, like it's and all that's lucid. that's what else we discussed. Yeah. So while we are called Lucid Lab, we are not in just that one niche about dreams or lucid dreaming. But that is the origin story of how we landed on the name. Lucid means being aware. Exactly. And we're becoming aware. I know. And like just going more into just the research of lucid dreaming specifically, like compared to everything else, Mm -hmm. just gave me a better idea of like myself. Honestly, I was going down this path because I've always been really crazy with dreaming, but we are not a lucid dreaming podcast. No. And I feel like it's a risk talking about lucid dreaming on our very first podcast episode, but we are going to be covering a lot of different things. Go ahead and take a look at our cover art. If you look a little closer, you might get an idea of the different topics that we're going to be covering. Covering. Um, we're pretty proud about our really special, unique artwork. It's really cool to see us. And shout out to Kendra's amazing child who helped put yes. that together for us. <laughs> yes, my 16-year-old is all about art and very into anime, wants to be an animator. And so when we threw this out there, they were happy to help us jump in and, and create this artwork. And we hope that you all enjoy it and, and take a look because we have lots of little hidden gems in that. And you know what? I do that a lot in my artwork. So that's why I did that. I was like, Mm -hmm. I'm just going to put this together and I'm just going to start hiding things places. So I love 
our artwork. Me too. I, I love it a lot. Like Jessica, once again, came up with a lot of these ideas. Uh, she's more of that artistic mind and, and put together this sketch. And then we just both were adding things to it and coming up with ideas. <laughs> yeah. and, and it was brought to life in such was, an amazing in such way. A, in a great way. And it's so cool. And it gives you some ideas of, you know, potential topics that you will hear. And once again, it's not just going to be lucid dreaming. And it's not just going to be, you know, what our name is lucid lab is because we want to explore much as you do in a lab different Mm -hmm. ideas point is is if lucid dreaming or the topic of lucid dreaming is not interesting to you it's just not your jam just do us a favor and hold on if you want to skip this episode like we totally understand but hang out I think I think it'll still be really cool and very interesting not going to try and be like too informative about it but at the same time to me it's a really interesting topic and if you hang out to the next episode I feel like you will not disappoint I think we're going to really get into our groove we have our entire everything's fucking lined up you know so we have a lot please please give us you know a few episodes before you tune us out hopefully you don't tune us out hopefully you're continuing to listen and and bringing others in. Well, I think eventually we're just going to be this one-stop shop for all things spooky. (laughs) I know a lot of podcasts do that, but this is us too. You know, everybody can do very similar things. And we're in Colorado, so we have a little bit of a different spin than maybe some of the other spooky podcasts out there. We love them all, but Mm -hmm. we're hoping to bring a different spin I want to meet them. (laughs) I know. Yes. Elena, Ash, we want to meet you guys. Christine and Em. But we're not going to just do spooky we're gonna do like out of this world true crime paranormal like mysterious maybe talk about like life's biggest questions and just have fun with it because this is something that Kendra and I are doing in our own time and we we both like immediately committed in a way that I've never committed to anything I don't think I have either like (laughs) we were just like okay we're doing this and we put in the work like I don't commit this much to like making any money (laughs) no not at all yeah, I committed to this more than I would just like going to happy hour. Like, I know. <laughs> I'm like, Kendra, no more happy hours. <laughs> Focus. Yes, we, yes. We'll make these our happy hours now. I guess so. Yeah, it's okay. But um, I'm excited for everything that we're going to touch. Like, I feel like, especially when you're starting something like this, like someone would probably warn us to stay like super niche. Right. Um, but you know what? We are all complicated individuals and have a lot of diverse interests and questions. And together, we're interested in all this different stuff it's just Mm -hmm. not one thing and I think that's just the inquisitive mind I will never be set in stone on anything I think about and so I just want to keep talking about it it's all about the unknown and the more we you know explore one topic it might lead to something else that we hadn't thought about before and we don't want to box ourselves into like one niche so yeah hopefully some of you identify with that and that's what you're looking for in a podcast and we hope to bring that to you yeah we just want to discuss it all keep it real and just be us and we're I think we're being really professional right now but we're pretty weird so just (laughs) I guess hold on a little bit (laughs) yeah this is our first time we're a little nervous guys and we do cuss but we're we're not overwhelming about it. No. So it's mostly just fuck. But it that's that is my favorite and shit. word. Yes, I think fucking shit. Yeah. So <laughs> if that bothers you, I'm sorry. But also not because I'm a grown up and sorry, I can not say sorry. It I <laughs> so. Yeah, it may keep my mom from listening to this podcast. She doesn't like that word too much. Yeah. But I think a lot of people, you know, that's just how we express ourselves. Yes. Um. All right. So I'm going to get into it. Please do. I talked a lot. I know. Um. And I promise to make this as interesting as possible. 
because I'm having to let go of Jessica in college, which was a long time ago, <laughs> by the way. It wasn't that long ago. <laughs> it was a while. <laughs> I'm older than you, so don't talk. <laughs> but it was a long time ago. But I, it's like I only know one way to like write papers and like one way to research. And in my way is like all the way. Yeah. So like it's really hard to take a topic of lucid dreaming and, and make, make it. it little. Yeah. So we'll see how this goes. First and foremost, I think I just have the question of when we're dreaming, are we dreaming? What do you mean by that? You know, maybe we're not dreaming. Maybe we actually just leave and go somewhere else for real, like our energy bodies. That's an interesting thought, like another plane or dimension. I mean, we know nothing. We're making up everything as we go. Right. Well, I mean, we can speculate and there's, you know, everything in spirituality, which I want to talk about at some point. But to me, the dream world, even though we can, I'm about to lay it out in scientific Mm -hmm. terms as, as much as I can. You know, that's the question. Are we dreaming? Are we even awake right now? Is this all a simulation? Right. Life is a game. What is it really to Get be out of the matrix. <laughs> <laughs> Red pill, blue pill. Yes. <laughs> All right. So um, lucid dreaming, if you don't know what lucid dreaming is, because honestly, I didn't realize that for a long time in my life, actually, what I was doing was lucid dreaming. Really? It wasn't until I really started researching it that I was like, oh, that's what I've been experiencing. But lucid dreaming is when you become aware that you are dreaming while in a dream. There's a lot more to it, but that's the main ingredient to lucid dreaming. And that's all that is required to say that you have had a lucid dream is awareness. Wow. I'm dreaming. I could cover lucid dreaming, like I said, for a really, really long time. And there are other podcasts that have and do, but that's not what I want to do here. I want to at least touch on parts of it as it poses some pretty crazy, crazy, crazy questions about science, you know, consciousness, life mm-hmm. and spirituality, etc. I'm a bit woo. And you know, what's so funny. What? I've had like this spiritual awakening stuff that I went through. But guess mm-hmm. what? I only learned the word woo. Woo. <laughs> like six months ago. Seriously? I have never heard the <laughs> word woo. And I was I was actually doing something for work and they kept saying woo and I had to stop the entire Zoom meeting. I'm like, can someone explain to me what woo means? And, you know, <laughs> I want to say because, you know, nobody knows us, but like looking at the two of us, I don't think anyone would ever look at us and go, those girls are woo. Uh, my daughter would disagree because uh, I'm a witch. But she knows you. <laughs> I know. Like, lives with, like we're corporate women. We have both been in very, you know, yeah. jobs that kind we're of. We're just very professional. Maybe that's what it is. Get shit we done, have, women. We have our professional our moms, yeah. personas, but then we have all this woo <laughs> yes, behind woo. it. <laughs> so anyway, I won't throw it in anybody's face, though. But to me, if you're not questioning everything in life, then what are you doing? Exactly. I've always that's been my that. Stance. Yeah, I'm sure I was that annoying child that asked why all the time. I imagine you might have been as well. You know, I have to have been because that's my daughter. <laughs> right. We, like our sh- children become <laughs> everything that our children do. We're like, oh, I'm paying like, for my raising is what my mom always said. I thought it would be when she's just like starting to understand things. But it's honestly more. Sometimes she just doesn't stop talking. <laughs> I love her to death. But like 25 questions in a span of like five minutes. I'm like, oh, I think that's just part gosh. of raising. It's her age. It and, is her age. And it's also a girl. Well, and she's Girls so aware too. Like. And so like she'll come to me with these crazy things like what did she say the other day she came to me just randomly and she was like mom um you know we have a brain (laughs) and the brain you know controls our body but what controls the brain oh wow and then what controls the thing that controls that brain and then what controls the thing that controls that that controls that that controls that brain and I was like stop it (laughs) 
I'm like, I'm trying to understand that in my life right now, but you're like, I'm, I'm 37 <laughs> and I still don't know anything. <laughs> I'm like, thank you, honey, for the idea to put but on I our mean, podcast. For her to be thinking about that kind of it stuff is, already is pretty cool. It is pretty aware. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. We just oh keep getting off track. I know. It's I, our first time. What are we going to do? I hope you guys appreciate the rambling yeah. um, because this is how we talk. And I think it's it how is. I don't know. Me personally, when I listen to podcasts, that's part of what I enjoy. So I do enjoy that. But we do want to bring you topics to lucid dreaming. Yes. So, okay. Jessica, please. I'm going to go. Take us back. Okay. So just a bit of history. Uh, Lucid dreaming has been known about since antiquity, but the name or phrase lucid dream was not introduced until 1913 by a Dutch psychiatrist named Frederick Van Eden. He studied his own dreams since 1896 up to 1912, accounting for 342 dreams that he considered to be lucid dreams. He is what we would call an anironaut, which is a really cool term. And anironaut is not only a cool freaking name, makes you think of astronauts in space, which is really cool. <laughs> uh, but it's someone who explores the dream world. Um, so lucid dreamers. It is believed that every single person has the ability to lucid dream. It does come naturally to some, but for others, you actually do have to work for it. It's a skill like any other that you have to practice to get good at. And what I may argue at some point later on, I don't think that everybody should give it a go. Oh yeah. But everybody can do it. So what happens once you are aware that you are dreaming? Well, with lucid dreaming and practice, You can become the creator of anything you want and everything that you want to do. You want to fly, you want to go to Paris, want to perform for an audience of thousands, create a new hit song, you want to communicate with your inner self, or maybe even take it another direction and maybe have a sexual encounter with a celebrity, maybe. Oh, I'm picturing some (laughs) A lot of people go that route. (laughs) They're like, oh. Um, But you can take control of your own dream and do anything you want, or at least parcel control. Partial control. Parcel. Parcel. Control, like UPS. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) You can never have 100% full control and creativity, as some parts of your dream will always be pulled from the unconscious mind. For instance, you're not going to be the one that creates everything about a scene. It will fill in on its own. You know, like you're not going to create every cloud and every blade of grass and everything in a scene, but it's going to pull from, you know, like your your experiences. Basic one, you know. idea yeah. of it. Okay. Right. But on the other hand, there's also people who are lucid dreamers, but they're passive lucid dreamers. So instead of controlling the dream, you're just experiencing the dream in like a different way, like in complete awe rather than aware. changing anything. And you're aware. That's so the- like in regular dreams, we're just experiencing it as normal, you know, because like we think it's normal when right. we're in there. But with lucid dreaming, you're aware. So it's almost like you've traveled to a new place and you're aware that you are there or aware of everything. You're aware that you're dreaming. So let's say you're in this like, I don't know, like majestic mountainside and on a different planet or whatever, rather than it feeling normal because it was just dream when you're there, you're there. Mm -hmm. In lucid dreaming, you're actually getting to look at everything like in a different way and you're enjoying yourself rather than like creating the scenarios and the scenes and everything. So okay. you're passively letting it take you places, but you're still aware. You're still you're aware that you're dreaming. So you're just experiencing it differently than you would. And there's no dream. way to know if you're going to be more of a passive or like it's really your decision. Okay. And that's the point is you get to a, a place where way. you can control what you control or don't control. Okay. Type of thing. But it's really exciting. Initially, it was criticized by skeptic scientists and philosophers due to lack of evidence. That is until the 1970s and 80s when scientists could verify the phenomenon while observing lucid dreamers in their REM cycles. 
I'll get into the cycles here in a bit. I'm not going to go into all the history of lucid dreaming right now because I do want to get to some other bits. Mm -hmm. Um, But they were able to verify this by watching different subjects' eye movements. This was first proven by Dr. Keith Hearn at the University of Hall in the UK in 1975. And it was later verified by Stephen LeBurge in 1978 in Stanford. They worked independently of one another, though, which is kind of cool. So they were um, both discovering this and at the not same time. knowing the yeah. other. That, yeah. that just serves to show that it is a legitimate. Mm-hmm. But Stephen LeBurge is known more for it. He's actually considered the godfather of lucid dream <laughs> research by his fans. If you haven't heard of him, he actually does have a lot of books um, that I would go check out. And he himself was the subject. And maybe that's kind of what the difference. He himself was a subject of one of these tests to prove what he experiences and studies is real Mm -hmm. to prove it to his colleagues at Stanford. And while him and these other lucid dreamers, while monitoring their brainwaves, they were asked to move their eyes in a distinct pre-agreed upon like sequence as soon as they became lucid. And then they did that. So it was confirmed. So like left, left, right, right, up. And it just, they agreed. And as soon as they became lucid, you know, they were being monitored and they were actually able to do that because you can see their eyes. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, So I don't know. Lucid dreaming is wild to me. Yeah. (laughs) Honestly, it's, it's, even though I've done it to an extent, it's just difficult to comprehend and like Mm -hmm. reason with, but that's just because, you know, you go into all those other bigger questions. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, you know, we stress about the most mundane things. I mean, life's hard. Yes. Life's really hard. Especially, (laughs) yeah, in the last few years. I think we're all feeling that more. I mean, and we're both full-time working moms and then we also do everything. And so at the end of the day, all I want to do is go to sleep. And I really want to go to sleep in the middle of the day, too. I mean, <laughs> we don't get to do anything. I, I miss the times when we were able to take naps, right? Like sometimes it does just take over. Like I'll be sitting there and mm-hmm. just I'm gone. Yeah. Like it reminds me of it. college days where I just I remember falling asleep, <laughs> falling asleep sitting on up. the front row yeah. of one of my college classes. <laughs> yeah. I think it was statistics. Sorry, um, professor. Okay. I tried my hardest. I could not keep my eyes open. So some of them are not as exciting. No. Anyway, I've always been a very vivid dreamer myself Mm -hmm. um you know you can ask anyone who knows me they've probably heard me recount like my book worthy dreams to them one too many times and we're probably utterly bored honestly like dreams are never as exciting retold but becoming aware of lucid dreaming and what you can actually accomplish with it like blew my mind Mm -hmm. i didn't know what lucid dreaming was before as individuals, like if you're not lucid dreaming or at least trying to, I think we're really missing out on like a huge advantage in life. And I kind of talked to you about this a little bit before. Like being able to do things in your lucid dreams. Yeah. Like could I clean my whole house in my lucid dream so I don't have to do that in real life? Uh, that's different. <laughs> <laughs> no, because it's not going to be there when you wake up. Oh. Uh, but I didn't realize, like I said, I didn't realize that I had been doing this sometimes. I personally have always felt that a lot of my dreams were, when not crazy, somewhat sinister and honestly felt like the dream world for a long time what like wasn't safe for me, which is an entirely other discussion I want to talk about sometime. But over time, I found confidence in my dreams and was able to direct parts of it myself. And so I just didn't realize that lucid dreaming was just the being aware part because I, I thought it was controlling, controlling and like it, yeah. changing entire scenes. And I was like, oh, I don't do that yet. You know, and but finding out that actually I have been lucid dreaming and I lucid dream a lot. That was kind of cool to do. So like after I started reading some books on it a little mm-hmm. bit more, 
more. I decided to test it out myself. I questioned the fact, okay, can I direct something specific about it? And I tested myself in a dream and it was really quite funny. I felt like a failed student at Hogwarts. I was trying to make <laughs> something specific appear at will and it was it was almost like if it was breaking my dream. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't getting it quite right. You said when we talked last time that you were going to, like you were trying and we decided not to talk <laughs> since right. we knew I was going to be yes. doing this. So have you had any uh, success? I, you know, I feel like same thing what you just said. I thought lucid dreaming meant I had to control it. I think a lot of us, if we think about lucid dreaming in media, we think of the movie Inception. Yep. And so I think that was because I wasn't doing the research and I was specifically staying away from researching too much about it. Um, when I really thought about it as I was falling asleep and trying to make sure that I could get into that state to lucid dream, I think I never was able to feel like I controlled my dream. I have been having way more vivid dreams lately. And Mm -hmm. I do feel like I am aware Mm -hmm. when I'm dreaming because of when I wake up. So perhaps um, if I focus more on just being aware, maybe I'm more of that passive lucid dreamer. I won't say that I I can claim that I am a lucid dreamer yet, but hearing some of this information makes me feel like maybe I have. Oh, maybe I can help you. I don't know. Yeah. So I want to be the passive. (laughs) I'm I'm lazy. I want to be a lazy dreamer. (laughs) I don't want to just very specific. I control enough in my regular life. Dream like world just be sex with a celebrity. Um, oh yeah, I would like to control who that celebrity is because there's some I would not want to have sex with. Oh my with. gosh, I, I dream about celebrities a lot, but none that I've wanted to do anything. No. With. But before I go into lucid dreaming a little bit more and the simplest ways to make it more likely and like being able to do it, I think we do need like a little bit of the scientific background. So I'm going to go into brain waves and sleep in general. Um, and when we're more likely to have a lucid dream, there are five levels of brainwaves and four stages of sleep. And I think it just will help understand things a little bit more before starting your lucid dream journey. So if you're wanting to start, it really is a journey. Mm-hmm. It comes naturally to some, but otherwise you've got to work for it. But I would argue that it's worth it. So for our brainwaves, it, it really is best thought of as this continuous spectrum of consciousness. Uh, you have the following types. You have delta, theta, alpha, beta, and gamma. You can measure those in hertz. Delta brainwaves are measured in zero to five hertz. They're slow, like loud brainwaves. Think of drum beats. Okay. I can go into like the emotional and physiological benefits and states of these different brainwaves, but I'll just give the basic details so that I can tie them back to the different stages of sleep. Uh, But delta brainwaves are most prevalent in dreamless sleep or like deep meditation. Okay. Theta brainwaves occur most often during sleep, but can also be found in some deep meditation. Even sometimes when you're just like really sucked into a movie, Mm -hmm. you can start to get into the theta waves. At a site I found called Brainworks, they state that theta is our gateway to learning, memory, and intuition. In theta, our senses are withdrawn from the external world and focused on signals originating from within. It is that twilight state, which we only normally experience fleetingly as we wake or drift off to sleep. In theta, we are in a dream, vivid imagery, intuition, and information beyond our normal conscious awareness. It's where we hold our stuff, our fears, troubled history, and nightmares. So this is when lucid dreaming becomes possible is in theta. Okay. We have alpha brain waves, and this is when our brain is resting. In some meditative states, you'll find this is when we are in our quiet, like flowing thoughts of the day. Uh, and then we have beta brain waves. This is our normal waking state, uh, which can be further divided into three separate bands of our waking state of consciousness. I won't go into those since that's not really what we're talking about. And lastly is gamma brain waves. 
Um, they were really not once considered, but rather thought of as extra brain noise. But it is the highest frequency of brain waves. It is still a mystery in many ways. Uh, but what I love about this is that gamma actually presents itself when in states of universal love, altruism, and in higher virtues. The greater presence of gamma relates to expanded consciousness and like spiritual emergence. So yeah, gamma sounds like we're like we should I all be, be a right? gamma. Yeah, I want to be a gamma girl. Um, a gamma. Girl. <laughs> gamma girls unite <laughs> so oh, is gamma yeah. like where you get to or you already said med- during meditation it was a different one so gamma is not meditation not like this whole- like it comes about really in love for another person or um it, i don't know it makes sense that like the most unexplained and like highest brainwave frequency that we have because before it wasn't even really recognized okay. as one but it's like the highest brainwave frequency that we're known to generate and it's related to love and spirituality and that's, that's what amazing. they've been able to tie it to you know like again i'm new woo point is there's a lot that we don't know about that but they're finally that's what they were able to attribute it to but Before that's it was not just where brain lucid noise. dreaming happens in the gamma so, so it's not so fuck lucid dreaming let's figure out how to gamma <laughs> i mean i don't know i don't think it's possible to no, be in gamma no i'm much. sorry i i'm not woo enough i would just argue that when you're in gamma maybe you're not here anymore it's just that we can Perhaps, get to that okay. point for a little while so that's like the final but that we're talking about brain waves now though we're not just energy anyway moving on mm-hmm. i'm not doing this yet okay uh, Sorry. I'm the so, sidetrack girl. I'm, just I'm like, keep I can't talk about all this vodka. right now. Hold on. Let me get into this a little. They're going to be so confused with like our next few episodes. Because we're, like, we're going to go. You don't even know what's okay, coming. We're going to go like, way off. I don't know. Murder, ghosts, everything else. But murder, just understand ghosts. that we are all sides. Okay. We are everywhere. We are all sides. I mean. And it all comes from you a just place don't of know. Love. You just have to keep listening because you don't know what's going to come out each week. It's going to be something interesting, though. We can promise that. Seriously. And I. I, like we're already having so much fun researching all this shit so hopefully I know. someone sticks around to listen to it <laughs> because we want to keep doing this forever and we will we'll just do it until I mean we'll do listening. it for the five people exactly hi mom thank you I'm pretty sure Lydia and Candace will hey sisters <laughs> thank you kids pretty sure my brothers aren't gonna listen sorry bros they'll say they did but they won't exactly. they'll listen to the first five minutes anyway okay <laughs> to the stages of sleep um so there are two basic types of sleep we have REM and non REM, which has three stages. I don't know if like you say REM or REM, but I like REM. It's easier. Yeah. Whatever floats your boat. Um, stage one. REM if you want. I don't want to. It's longer <laughs> and to then, say. And then just makes me think of Aria. Yeah. <laughs> Losing my religion. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> I did lose it, but now I think I we both found. have. And now we're finding a new religion. Exactly. But I wouldn't call it religion. No, not at all. It's nothing like that. All right. So stage one, this is a changeover from wakefulness to sleep. This is light sleep. So non-REM. This is when our bodies begin to slow down and our brain waves slow from the wakeful patterns of our day. Stage two is light sleep, and this is before we enter deep sleep. Stage three is deep sleep, and this is actually the stage we need to feel rested in the morning. And the last stage is REM sleep. During REM sleep, brain activity picks up nearing levels that are seen when you're awake. You can actually watch a brain wake up just as if it's awake, awake, like in a scan. 
And the only thing that truly sleeps at this stage is an area of the brainstem called pons, which stops us from moving around. Okay. Our eyes still move and, you know, our muscles still move for us to breathe and our heart beating, but it Nothing like else. controls everything else. Even though our eyes are closed and they can be seen moving quickly from side to side, that's what REM is, rapid eye movement or REM, whatever you want to say. Um, this is when most of our dreaming occurs. Dreams can happen in any stage, but most vivid dreams are during REM sleep. Fun fact, babies spend most of their time in REM sleep, but once over the age of six, REM sleep starts to decrease and it decreases more as we age. But it is believed we need both non-REM and REM for memory consolidation. So I have a new niece and I'm mm-hmm. like, wow. She's so she's just, having amazing she's dreams having amazing. right now. You know what, though? When I was with her last, she was crying in her dream. I'm like, leave her alone. Because <laughs> every time she's just like... You know, making that little sad baby face. And I'm like, leave her alone. So that explains why children have such vivid imaginations. Like, they're probably having the best dreams ever. I remember my daughter telling, like, the craziest dreams when she was, like, two or three. And I'm like, you haven't even seen this stuff yet. What are you talking about? Isn't that amazing? Like, yeah, they haven't experienced life. And yet they're having probably dreams about things they don't even realize exist yet. Which, like, begs the question, where? Because if a lot of our dreams are from our unconscious, where are they getting their information? That our past lives? Yes. I think so. I can't wait for that episode. Oh, yes. Don't worry. It's coming, guys. Stick with us. Oh, shoot. Did you know? I also found out while doing this research (laughs) that there are some people that only dream in black and white. What? That's odd. Yeah. I wonder why. I don't know. It reminds me of like that Pleasantville movie. Oh, yeah. I wonder. We we should go down the rabbit hole of that. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good movie. I haven't seen that in years and years. I wonder why. That doesn't make any. I mean, mean, there are people who are colorblind. I don't know. Or they go to the universe that. That color doesn't I, exist. <laughs> I don't know. I felt like I shouldn't go down that road too far. Mm-hmm. I just read it and I was like, okay. Um, but it kind of reminded me of like those people who can't see images or like words or have that self dialogue throughout the day with themselves. So there's people who don't hear a voice, like an inner voice. They don't have an inner voice, but they also can't create like they can't see images and hear the sounds of like songs. Like I can do like they anything can't read in a my book mo- and build a universe in their mind while reading that book. I know that some people listening know what I'm talking about because it came like this viral topic at one point like a couple years ago and everybody was like what it's just like me I could live in my head awake Mm -hmm. like and I can do everything in my head I don't have to talk or see or do anything right and there are some people who can't do that and when asked well how do you make a decision their their answer is like well I just do it but they don't like sit there and like think out all the scenarios that could happen like they don't do that I'm confused by that it's just a different thing and I'm just I'm like how do you not you have to have thoughts though like I'm going to get up and go to the bathroom that's an internal thought (laughs) that's our whole consciousness I I don't know okay so again it's like I keep bringing up these things I'm like we can't go down that road yet um but some it's only our first podcast oh my god lots of time and look at us I don't tell them what time we're at I don't know what we're at we don't know what we're at because we probably edited a lot (laughs) we've been here a long time guys uh, we have been here a long time but this is our first time talking so anyway I'm going to talk about how this all works okay back to it back to it Uh, When we lay down to go to sleep, we go through these stages multiple times. We repeat it about four to five times each night. Sleep cycles. The duration of each stage changes throughout the night. I have found some conflicting information on the duration of these cycles throughout my research, but it should give you an idea of how it works regardless. Once you are starting to relax and get ready to sleep, you are relaxing into alpha. And from alpha, once you start falling asleep, it goes down into theta. 
and then to deep sleep into delta and then back up into theta and then into alpha. And if you're lucky like me, several times a night into beta, which is completely awake. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm like, I don't remember. Like, That's lucky. I'm like, why is that lucky? So many times. You wake up a lot. I, I do not. I, oh, you're so I'm lucky. a very heavy sleeper and I'm not bragging to everyone, but I hope that doesn't change as I get older. I hear that sometimes, is a brag. Yeah, I'm very fortunate. And I know that because my boyfriend st- struggles, you know, sleeping and, mm. and you do too. And however, I've slept at your house and I did not wake up in the middle of the night. Interesting. I really do think that I need someone to come clean my space. Yeah. Like there's something there that's something that you're not know. easy. Like you feel uneasy, like really. I mean, it's not even that. I just feel like I something disturbs my sleep mm-hmm. there because I'll go somewhere else and I'll sleep through the night. It doesn't make sense. You sleep good in hotels too. Oh, yeah. Well, that's yeah. like pure darkness yes. and like down comforters and I have to say so I Why do not have the same comforters that we have I don't life? know like I could go live in a hotel for a month because I was there you know as I mentioned earlier in the episode that I traveled this week and I stayed in a hotel two nights and I had some crazy vivid dreams because mm. I I don't know I just sleep better in hotels they're cold they've got those I know comforters the black mm. like they have the true blackout blinds yeah. that I don't think mm-hmm. you can even buy normally um I've oh, never I'm sure we could but those. we just can't afford them you're right I don't want to spend that kind of money on curtains. I'd rather pay that money Even though we're like, to stay in a hotel. I guess so. <laughs> well, the problem is, is if they were in my actual room, I may never actually wake up. I would never get up. up. I would never leave. I mean, the time, the it, you know, it, it was just a spring forward, right? And daylight yes. savings. And I'm having such a hard time waking up in the morning now because it's so dark out yes. that I, I haven't yet shifted. It takes it's me. It's been a hard week. I really, really hope that we evaluate as a country and get rid of daylight savings time because it, it fucks me up every time both mm-hmm. in the fall and the spring it takes me like I, th- I think I'm maybe highly sensitive to time change or I don't know what it is but I I feel you I feel so tired it makes no just- sense it's all made up anyway. What's the fucking yeah, point? Who cares? And we're not farmers anymore. I mean, there are farmers still, but we're not an agrarian. I really system. don't like, think it doesn't make the farmers are like, we don't need this. We don't have. And then yeah. Arizona's like, keep us out of it. <laughs> Arizona's like, we never participated in the beginning. The rest of you are crazy. Oh, so really quick note, too, is I found out that there's a name. Oh, I might be the only one. Um, so I found out there's a name to the creepy visions you have when you're falling asleep. Like the one. I don't know. Okay. So I don't know if this is just me who sees this stuff, but often like when I fall asleep, just like imagine you're laying there, right? And you had just closed your eyes and you didn't even realize, but you're kind of like falling asleep, right? Mm-hmm. But I'll like have an image of like someone that'll come into view and then their face like will suddenly change and like becomes de- demonic or I'll see something just like really fucked up for a second. And it's so fucked up that it'll like, you know, like I'll just jump away. Oh, you've never had that? Like well, seeing something like really freaking creepy like when you're trying to just fall asleep and I'll just I, like burst awake I don't have the like I don't see a de- demonic entity or anything scary but I have had many times where I start falling asleep and for me it's like a precarious situation like feeling like I'm about to fall or be in a car wreck or something like that that will jerk me awake so so I am similar and you're just dealing with me I just have anxiety. (laughs) I have the worst anxiety ever. And apparently I'm super afraid of death. I mean, mine are like, I'm like, what the fuck brain? Like, what was that? My dreams always take me to dark places in a different way. It's always me dying in very creative ways. Uh, (laughs) And yours 
and you're haunted. So I guess I'm haunted. We're both fucked in different ways. But anyway, ways. what that is, that little split second of a dream when you're like falling asleep and yeah. you like wake back up, it's called a hypnagogic hallucination. Apparently they're not as common. Um, and typically there are some like medical reasons why they happen. Okay. Um, it said that these hallucinations and sleep paralysis actually go hand in hand. Hmm. Um, and I have sleep paralysis more than I want to admit. But back to the sleep stages. The first stage lasts about 10 minutes. The second stage lasts about 30 to 60 minutes. And the third stage lasts 20 to 40 minutes before we hit our first REM stage. REM doesn't start on average until about 90 minutes into sleep, which at that point, the first REM cycle can only be like a few minutes. And with each cycle, the non-REM stages get shorter while the REM stage gets longer. And in our last REM cycle, it can be like upwards of an hour or more. Our longest REM stage is closer to the morning before we wake, which is why many of us, or which I'd argue (laughs) why many of us wake wanting to go back into our dreams instead of getting out of bed, because that is when our vivid dreams are most active. That makes sense. I I mean, I'm sure we've all experienced that. Like you said, there's plenty of times I wake up and I'm like, I don't want to go to work. I want to go back to that amazing (laughs) dreamland I was just in. Exactly. But that's also why lucid dreaming is more achievable in the early morning. Like people think that they can just go to bed and go into a lucid dream, but it's actually not when it happens. Okay. But that's also if you're a normal sleeper and not trying to induce lucid dreaming through induction methods where you're intentionally waking yourself up at different times. There are a lot of different factors that affect our sleep patterns, so this isn't going to be the same for everyone. But in theory, this is how it should work. I wanted to go over the advantages of lucid dreaming. So if you're questioning if you want to try, I'm going to give you some reasons why. Well, first, you can do anything you want, <laughs> supposedly. Um, I haven't tried everything, but if you could do anything that you want, what would you do? Seriously, think about what would you do if you could do anything What I find fascinating about lucid dreaming is using the time to like use your dreams as a rehearsal for life. And that's what Mm -hmm. got me when I really started researching lucid dreaming. I was like, oh, you know, like if you want to be a singer and you want to sing on stage and it's your dream to sing maybe in like in front of an amphitheater full of people, but you're like scared to do that. You like practice it in your dream. So I need Uh, to practice karaoke in my dream. I guess you do. And then maybe I'll get up there by myself (laughs) (laughs) one day. Instead of you will know if I've done lucid dreaming if I get up there and seeing oh gosh now that's a, a goal of mine just yeah. you what Let's would you see. sing um you know the song I really want to sing and I'm too afraid to is criminal by Fiona Apple <gasps> I love I that love song and it was my song that I like belted out and mm. I feel like I could do it really well and I could do her justice but I'm too afraid to get up there oh so. my gosh you know what I want to sing but I'm scared to do it because her voice is too unique is Natalie Imbruglia oh yeah because that tape was stuck in my <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was the only like I had the tape it was like literally stuck in my car like my very first car like literally so I listened stuck. to I listened to Torn a lot <laughs> I mean yeah yeah, that's a good song. It's a good song. But I don't think I'd want to listen to it over and over and over. I don't know. I, I think I enjoyed it every single time. Well, not lying. It's a good song. Anyway, you can use your dreams <laughs> as a rehearsal for life. Like really, you can use it for anything. Say like you want to be a head boss at a large company and like you haven't got to experience that kind of superiority yet or whatever. Practice it. Start bossing people around in your dreams. It will help you gain the confidence that you need. Maybe you want to run faster, practice running in your dreams. Over time, it could carry over into the real world and maybe Mm -hmm. you'll find yourself running faster. 
as Mark McElroy said in his book about lucid dreaming, who wouldn't be interested in a nightly visit to a universe where real world consequences don't exist and the laws give way to your personal preferences? Yeah. And many an ironauts will tell you, you can use lucid dreaming to practice what you want to do in real life and gain the confidence and the ability to do so. So if like you have anxiety and self-doubt, use lucid dreaming to practice, 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 and it will overflow into your daily life. Well, to me, this is really, really exciting mm-hmm. because like as a mom, you have no time for anything. I mean, no, <laughs> like nothing, nothing at all. Like we're making this happen and it doesn't make sense to my brain yet. That we're here right now. Yes. And yes. Because I mean, like I'm choosing things over, let's say sleep. And <laughs> I mean, sleep's overrated, except for now. I don't think it is anymore. I know now that's I, what I'm getting at here. Now we need to sleep more. Sorry. We're going to have to stop this podcast. <laughs> no. Not at all. Not at all. But like when I found out that I could get like more self-improvement things done while sleeping. I mean, that's way better. Wait. I mean, aren't we always like saying like, oh, there just needs to be more hours There's not in enough the hours in the day. But well, there is. I do not want to spend my lucid dreaming like becoming a better boss at work. I don't. I, but some people might. You're right. Like if you're in the beginning of your career. I mean, I'm at the jaded, burned out part of my career. So <laughs> I want to spend it doing more fun things like, I don't know, finding a few celebrities that are on my list oh my goodness (laughs) and I'm like gonna be the one that I'm just gonna hop from mountain to mountain I want to fly you know I would love to see things from bird bird's eye view um I would love to travel I mean you fly all the time though yeah but that's not as exciting then fly you know you can do that here too okay start practicing paragliding and Mm -hmm. then you can do it (laughs) except for I'm deathly afraid because then start doing anxiety and maybe you'll get over your fear yeah I I mean that's the argument with this yeah I think what's cool is if you have a bucket list of stuff that you want to do, like you can go do it. Go do it in your dreams. Mm -hmm. If you're completely aware and you have control, go do everything you want to do until you get the chance or like the courage or whatever you need to do to do in your waking life. To me, it's like if you can really master this, you get two lives in one. You're not just going to sleep and losing you know eight hours of your life or however much you get anyway the point is whatever you can manage to think up while you're aware in your dreams in theory you can do it that's the tricky part is waking up and becoming aware and what people actually have to learn how to do I am lucid in many of my vivid dreams but I'm not yet like the puppet master of my dreams you know not really I'm still more of like the go with the flow the passive the go with the flow type person I do make decisions but I'm not like creating entire realities the other characters in my dreams are still affecting my actions and like my decisions but I've become more aware enough to change the scene or become more involved when like I feel I'm in danger I don't know it's another topic altogether like nightmares you know spirits demons whatever you want to call it but I've been able to stop and navigate myself away from certain things Mm -hmm. and I seriously do want to cover that at some point because I want to question the very nature of dreaming entirely But anyway, lucid dreaming can have some amazing benefits. But with that, there are also some concerns and risks of lucid dreaming. Lucid dreaming is considered to be safe, but there are several common fears or as some may say dangers when it comes to lucid dreaming. I'll run through it like a side effects of a drug. Get the little ones out of the way first and then talk about the more serious possibilities. You know, like headache, nausea, poor appetite, and then casually mentioned after it all, (laughs) death. (laughs) May cause... May cause death. (laughs) 
Um, some common experiences with lucid dreaming are sleep quality issues, maybe mentally tired after lucid dreaming, both of which I get. It's hard to feel rested after a full waking day and then like a full night awake in your dreams. It's very mm-hmm. tiring. Um, but you can have anxiety and sadness and fear upon waking, possibly even like some residual pain, Wow. sleep paralysis and lucid nightmares. The first few make sense, but I did want to touch on sleep paralysis for a moment. I won't go into a lot because we might want to do an episode dedicated to it later. Uh, But sleep paralysis happens often enough. And in the same way for so many people that we've been able to kind of narrow down the causes and what it means, really in an attempt to make it less threatening. But I'll, I'll argue that there's more to it, at least for me. I believe in a lot of things. But sleep paralysis is almost always written off in a scientific way. Um, But, you know, as I said, I'll argue and that's for another time. (laughs) The question here is, can lucid dreaming cause sleep paralysis? And the sleep experts say no, or the lucid dreamers say no, Um, that it's more tied to other issues you may be having, like sleep deprivation, disrupted sleep cycle, stress, anxiety, narcolepsy. But sleep paralysis can be a gateway to lucid dreaming. That sounded ominous. (laughs) Just hit the mic stand. I actually found an interesting article online about this. If you go into a state of sleep paralysis, a lot of people are scared, understandably, but fear is what actually stops it from becoming a lucid dream. So lucid dreamers will willingly embrace sleep paralysis because it's an entry point. Because um, you need to be completely still in your body? Um, or I just think it brings another state of awareness, okay. maybe. So like, there's a lot of ways to, so to don't start freak out, lucid dreaming, but if you freak out and you're scared, what's going to end up happening is that you're going to wake up. Whereas right. if you can figure out how to like go through it, it you will be able to be lucid in a dream i'll link this site i found in the show notes but there is this one author and she gives an example of this say you're awake in your room and you're unable to move something is wrong you may hear like an extraordinarily like loud buzzing you may start to float above your bed your immediate reaction will likely be panic but you'll actually need to rein that in and firmly tell yourself this is just a dream. Mm -hmm. And instead of focusing on any negative thoughts or any peculiar sense of a presence in the room, go to your lucid dream with intention instead. Will yourself to flow out of the window and maybe even sing a happy lucid song and then you're free. So you're to embrace the out of body experience instead of screaming to wake up because you're scared. Now I've done both of those things. Um, I've had extremely scary sleep paralysis experiences and other times when I willingly, you know, and excitedly explore life outside my body. But a question is this literally the only difference for me, like is simply my fear and the state of mind before I go to sleep is the difference between the lucid dream and sleep paralysis. Because to me, I've had very scary sleep paralysis situations and I'm like, they can't just all be my, I'll be me like creating this situation. I don't know. It's extremely possible, but I'll still beg to differ that something can't be easily that explained in some of what, you know, we've experienced. I know there are other people that have experienced sleep paralysis and out of body experience and astral projection. And to me, it's just not neatly packaged in the box like that. Mm-hmm. I think that there are more spiritual and like celestial explanations for some of it. If not all, I am only energy after all. And you can't tell me absolutely everything is tied to and explained by my skin suit <laughs> and my organs. Like, yes. <laughs> Sorry. There's much more to us. So that kind of brings us into like lucid nightmares. We've all had nightmares, but lucid nightmares are different. And I have most 
Morris definitely had lucid nightmares. Rebecca Turner from worldoflucidreaming.com describes lucid nightmares as bad dreams in which the dreamer is aware but loses the ability to willfully control events. The unconscious mind takes over and delivers a message to the dreamer and has such emotionally wrenching graphic content as it deems necessary. It's not nightmares which turn into lucid dreams or lucid dreams in which consciousness is lost and a nightmare takes over. Instead, it's a highly specific and quite unusual state of awareness in which we can learn a heck of a lot about our inner fears and repressions. Although possibly frightening, we can also take part in a kind of live dream nightmare interpretation and apply this knowledge to our waking lives. Nightmares happen when our unconscious mind decides to bring in some of our anxieties. And if you're lucid while that happens, well, the experience is like super heightened. Rebecca says, when this happens, you still know you're dreaming and the intensity of the dream is incredibly real. But instead of consciously guiding your dream, you may become like sucked into a nightmare plot. Because you're so afraid or? Because you're so afraid. So you may have been lucid before, but you might get more sucked into like this plot and you be begin to consciously observe whatever comes up rather than like be a real player in it. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're afraid or the anxiety is built up. And And I've had these moments. So your unconscious is so powerful in its intent, you can't overrule its own manifestations. So this perfectly describes the last lucid nightmare I had. I still had some control, but I had to like fight really, really hard for it. And I couldn't willingly just change the scenario. I had to literally fight. But I was, it was like I was, swimming through I don't know jello or something like that's what Uh it felt like in my fighting but she argues you actually have to do just that so you have to fight or face your inner fears showing themselves to you instead of making yourself wake up if you can try and find a way to overcome the demons in your nightmare it will actually enrich your waking life and I think that's pretty cool and I feel like I should get a, a gold star for the last one I did because I did fight and I didn't just like scream to wake up it was a really impactful experience for me mm-hmm. so lucid nightmares are really a manifestation of something that is perhaps bothering you in life or something like that you're anxious about or that you fear and if you fight through it it can make you a better person in your waking life is what I it it can help you overcome other fears and anxieties in your waking life well that's because I mean that particular thing for me it had such an impact when I woke up like it took a toll on me for like almost a week I remember so you have to go through this harrowing experience (laughs) seriously feel like you're about to die but it's okay guys it gets better (laughs) (laughs) but at the same time it's like it is a dream right or is it I don't know whatever it's a nightmare nightmare. Nightmares Um, are different than dreams. So there are like a lot of a lot of questions, though, when people are like starting lucid dreaming and they're just learning about lucid dreaming. Um, And like one of the common questions is, can you die from lucid dreaming? If you die in a lucid dream, can you die in real life? Can you get stuck in a dream and not wake up? That would be my biggest thought is getting stuck. Yeah. So like or can you lose touch with reality? Will you become unable to differentiate between reality and dreams? And if what if you can't stop lucid dreaming? So let's say you start a lucid dreaming and now it's just happening and you want to stop lucid dreaming and is lucid dreaming addictive so i'm going to touch on a couple of them so can you die from lucid dreaming uh, no that like we know a, of. <laughs> that's the quick answer what if people um, have died in their dreams and that's just the thing so it, like right? we've all experienced death in our dreams i think mm-hmm. but we just wake up right so but if someone did die in a lucid dream well i we guess they can't be around to it. tell us <laughs> but i think it just comes from like the fear of dying in general in hollywood and so i'll be quick to say no to that but you can 
argue me because I'll argue myself because from like a supernatural and spiritual perspective, you know, maybe like I've experienced enough to question that myself. What's that? What's that one movie? Um, Insidious. Have you seen oh, that? Oh, I don't think I have. Oh my gosh, you have to watch that. I think of you have to watch that. I think the movie I'm thinking of, and once again, I'm going to age myself, is the Flatliners movie. I've seen the Flatliners, but isn't that that's, when they're like putting each other, like they're literally I guess they killing each die. other? That's not like yeah. a dream. Yeah, yeah. no, that's not. So a dream what thing. was Insidious? It had a dreaming uh, aspect to it. Like the boy was taken while dreaming by a demon. Okay, and the father has to then go into that same astral world and go okay. find him that's why I'm saying it oh cool our dreams like we go to sleep and it's just like this play I'm, world but I'm like uh, uh, I don't know now you're taking me back to Freddy Krueger yeah that's, like, think that's about kind Nightmare of the same Elm thing yeah. yeah same thing and they died in those dreams yeah so. so I don't know so like in terms of just like dreaming mm-hmm. anyway so can we get stuck in our dreams to me that's like kind of the same thing mm-hmm. it's similar to the question of dying in real life the fear of getting stuck in a dream is you know in this sense like to me it's perpetuated by like culture and Hollywood and books and Mm-hmm. and Nightmare on Elm Street and right. stuff like that or like Inception it's not possible to me to keep dreaming forever at least not in these bodies so like even if you die and experience some sort of sleep paralysis like we're gonna wake up even though I could argue the other side of this with experiences I've had and like in the sinister pull of my dreams screaming for someone to help but only like twitching and moaning in real life people right. just, just see you mm. like people walk in and they're but just like, like oh but in yeah. my mind I'm literally screaming you're at like the top of my lungs for your literal life yes exactly somebody walks in and they're like oh she's kicking so a it's bit. like <laughs> can you get stuck can you die and you have to say no because like even though I've had like those serious experiences I did wake up I wonder like physically how is your body responding like is your heart rate actually going up and like is your breathing changing or is that just in your dream if that makes sense because like the physical mm-hmm. reaction would be what would cause you potentially to die right you know like what? a heart oh, attack or I wish I wrote like this that. down because I found like some studies that they did on lucid dreamers like their vital the signs heart well. did not change that's I think I'm interesting I, I think I'm remembering like they actually did it with men and women who are like went in with the intention to have sex and have orgasms in their dream okay and they saw like the nether regions light lighting up (laughs) but the heart did not get faster interesting so it was not tied to it so that is interesting so no okay i think that was a stephen laburge study so that kind of proves that you would not die even though it feels like you know you're having these physical symptoms in the dream where you're in pain and all of that if your body's not physically reacting that way yeah I don't think you, you could be. die but if it's insidious and you're taken by a demon to his lair and then someone has to come find yeah, you maybe that's you're a little asleep different. forever I mean that's that is a little different and that like, wouldn't technically be called sleep paralysis because an insidious little boy was far 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 away well, from his body I can't wait until <laughs> we definitely are going to do a uh, episode on sleep paralysis because there will tease it here there are thoughts that that is what happens exactly that right there's demons some of the other cultures out there believe that and Mm -hmm. and we'd love to dive into that and I can't wait to do a future episode so Mm. stick with us once again and then keep plugging it (laughs) exactly and then we I'll be your case study (laughs) exactly and because I have actually my experiences I have some other people um, close to me that have experienced not not myself (laughs) thankfully um but some other people so stay tuned okay (laughs) but back to lucid dreaming we keep we keep teasing all these other great episodes well that's why but that's why i said in the beginning like this ties into so many different things it just brings out so many different topics 
to me in terms of it being addictive yes I mean just I mean, like how could it not be exactly. you're controlling your own destiny you're learning new things you're flying you're having sex with hot celebrities like why would you not want to keep doing that well also though if you're using it like as this form of escapism like yeah. alcohol or drugs like I can see how it can do the opposite of helping you to improve your waking life and the, if the intention you go into lucid dreaming is to like get away from everything versus like to have this extra amazing experience right. just becomes you know, your fantasy world it, essentially it, yeah and I think that that can be a hard thing um but that's why I think the intention of going into a lucid dream is like really important to think of it as a way that's going to enhance your life and not further from detach you from yeah. it yeah unless your life really really sucks and then maybe it's okay I, don't know. I mean I'm not saying like don't use it bad you like however, <laughs> however I don't know be careful because some people can use their lucid dreaming to further their own sinister personal agendas like if you could do anything you want to do and you can use your lucid dreams to like essentially practice certain things or rehearse for things you want to achieve in waking life then that means that someone can use their dreams to do very bad things like someone who hopes to be a serial killer or something like that is that what you're like alluding to yeah do harm to other people because they can't do it in real life they don't want to go to jail etc so they can live their dark fantasies i mean the hope is that most people aren't wanting to lucid dream to live out a fantasy of murder or worse but you know that's a very real possibility yeah that's creepy to think about but like i don't want to go to bed figuring out how to do something bad like that well that's because we're not sociopaths but (laughs) unfortunately they walk among us and i can guarantee you we will talk about some (laughs) sociopaths on future episodes because we're both drawn to that as well um because it's the completely opposite of who we are (laughs) and you want to know what makes them tick so so the thing is like if bad people can have lucid dreams too because it's not set aside right for only good people you know anybody can do it but that i mean it's scary if you think about it if evil people can use lucid dreams to rehearse the murders they want to commit well there's literally nothing we can do about it what is that other movie where they like look at your dreams and like they arrest you before shit happens (gasps) oh man what is that i know is that tom cruise talking about yes it was um talked about and it has the little oh minority report minority report that's it i was like seeing the little (laughs) robots i think that are in it that i don't know but i yes that's what wait it it wasn't that all tied to like these beings like a room of like these things tied up anyway i don't know yeah i saw it when it came out and that was last time i watched it but yes but see how interesting this is i hope someone's still here (laughs) (laughs) we didn't lose you guys exactly they're like uh not another podcast about lucid dreaming (laughs) all right forget about all the good things about things anyway so let's assume you're not a lucid dreamer because I do want to touch on how you can start to become one maybe you're one of those people who doesn't remember dreaming at all every single person dreams we all do but some of us are blocked from remembering anything there are simple things you can do to change that if you do not remember having dreams at all one simple thing that you can do Although some of you might hate me for this is to read. <laughs> yeah. It's like, good for you guys. Read. Read a book. <laughs> reading exercises our brains into imagining like all kinds of scenarios. Uh, reading alone can help you to dream vividly. If you start to read more often, you'll start to remember your dreams or at least remember that you had a crazy dream, even if you can't recall the details. Now to remember details upon waking is 
a practice. Sure, you might remember one thing and like wake with a feeling, you know, how you were feeling in a dream and maybe that feels good and you don't know why and you just like attribute it to the dream. Wow, that was a good dream and I want to go back. Maybe you can't remember why it was a good dream, but you wake with this overall feeling of like maybe euphoria and you want to continue feeling that way instead of starting the day. And I feel like we all know that feeling even if we can't remember the dream. I've had those definitely. Those are usually the ones I wake up from and I'm like, I want to go back to that dream. Yeah. Um, But I mean, who doesn't want to start out their day feeling euphoric or, you know, I don't start out very many days feeling great. Most days it's like, oh, fuck, I got to get up, got to do work. Um, So, well, I'll take it. I know. But so like if you want to lucid dream, though, you do need to get enough sleep because if you're not getting enough REM sleep, then you're not you're going to have a lot more difficulty getting to the point in which you can have a lucid dream. Right, because it's got to be later in the night and you have to go through those two or three cycles beforehand, right? Right. It's important. Mm -hmm. It's important. I mean, good sleep's important overall for everything. Yes. Another way to increase your chances of just dreaming in general and vividly is not even like lucid dreaming yet is, you you know, you can read, like I mentioned, but meditating and visualizing or you can play video games. I'm going to talk about that in a sec. But if you do not meditate or visualize yet, well, I guess all I can say is get to it. Um, (laughs) There there are so many benefits to meditation and visualization. If you aren't doing them yet, honestly, like you're behind the times, right? At this point. I mean, or you're not woo. Oh, sorry. Like get on the bandwagon. Get woo. (laughs) Get woo. Let go of your woo fears. (laughs) I didn't even know I had any before I understood the word woo. Meditation does make a difference. I definitely don't do it as much as I should, but I can tell you the times when I really focus on it, it it does make a difference. And, And now I feel like after talking through this episode, I want to do it more because I want to figure out how to do this lucid dreaming thing. I feel like if you're not a meditation person, I would start with visualization. Visualization is like an active approach, whereas meditation is more about like relaxing and calming down while visualization is using scenarios to actualize what you want in life. So it's like bringing your vision to life. It's almost like lucid dreaming, but you're awake, but you're awake and you're creating the images in your mind. And if you do it correctly, it can empower you to shift your mindset and attitude, like really bring out your potential in life. So it's like lucid dreaming, but while you're like, it's almost like you can put more intention to it. But if you're very aware while lucid dreaming, same. So Mm -hmm. you can do it while you're awake and while you're asleep awake. So then Um, you get two for one. But you know, that's why visualization is pretty powerful compared to meditation, because I think you can get some more practice to what you would do if you're trying to lose, if the goal is lucid dreaming. If you haven't heard of the Envision app, go try it. They have a lot of free sessions and it's guided visualizations. It's guided audio. They have a lot of different types, literally anything from preparing for an interview to like having a hard conversation to, you know, creating your vision, creating your goals, even sleep. Like go check it out. Uh, I'll link it in the show notes as well. But it's really, really powerful to visualize. Again, I just got to say that. But back to visualization for lucid dreaming. The reason why I connected to lucid dreaming is because it's like practicing having a simulation while visualizing. Mm -hmm. And so it may help you to wake up while you're dreaming as well and help you to know what to do when you wake up because that's a question. Just a quick note, like if you're a gamer, apparently a similar way to do this is by playing video games. Gamers have been found to like have a greater chance of lucid dreaming. Games these days are so realistic and people play for like hours 
years but they on end. To a hypnotic state. <laughs> yeah. And like these make believe worlds and they're conversing with other people in a goal oriented way. Yeah. It makes so, sense. So it becomes this separate reality. Like I know a lot of people are hardcore gamers and they're just like really sucked in and it mm-hmm. did feel like a part of their waking life. Like it was a portion of their waking life. And I can imagine that in, you know, those virtual reality headsets, Mm -hmm. I'm just imagining that that is even more immersive or like has more impact as well. Um, So if you don't want to meditate or visualize, I guess you can go play video games. Go play some video games. I'm not going to, but you can go play some video games. I've done a few games back in the day, but it's been a while because we're working moms. We don't have a lot of time. That's exactly what I I can only dream of a time when I would have time to, to do something one like day that. when our kids are all out of the house but then no. I probably have other things I would rather do but I can appreciate watching you know some of these games and like my kids have played them and and they are quite creative now and like immersive in ways that you know I grew up on Nintendo and like Mario and Mario <laughs> I just Kart, remember so. like the ducking the duck hunt yeah yes doop, doop. I did like that one too <laughs> yeah. um I played a lot of Tetris so that was real cool <laughs> um but yeah if you want to play some video games I would go try that I would like to try I've never done the headset thing maybe we'll do that as part of the podcast we'll try it out and let you guys know I'll like run into a wall (laughs) no I probably can't even (laughs) control it um so I'm gonna get into now just some ways that you can actually start to lucid dream assuming you're a person who got to a point where you can now remember part of your dreams when you're waking up the key to achieving lucidity is to recognize certain signs while you're dreaming that help you to wake up while you're dreaming. Something in a dream that stops us and makes us question it. Right. Okay. So you can start to recognize signs quicker by keeping a dream journal. So there are a lot of different techniques out there that you can start lucid dreaming. But one of the tried and true ways is through dream journaling. You can start to write down your dreams the moment you wake up everything that you remember right away. So you got to keep something like literally next to your bed with like the pin on the page because Mm -hmm. to me I don't have it right there it's going to be gone that I'm just going to not because the moment any type of thought comes into your head of the day right all of a sudden bye-bye dream yeah like you might remember like one thing a few aspects yes yes I should be better about dream journaling because that happens to me so often I just completely forget it but I know it was good yeah I mean because once you're aware that you're awake in the real world for the most part the dream just disappears instantaneously right so the the point about like keeping a dream journal is that you just you write down everything and what I've noticed is that I start to write things down backwards so I just write down the last thing that I remember mm-hmm. and then by writing that down my brain kind of like opens up the vault and then I'll remember the last thing before and that like and then the last layering. thing before that yeah write down everything absolutely everything until there's nothing left So if you wake up, write down your dreams right away, because after a while, you'll start to notice things that are happening or things that you see often. So like even if you just see like a red hat on the floor or something, like write it down because you might find that that red hat starts to appear in other dreams. Interesting. And then you can use that as a sign. That you're dreaming, right? That you're dreaming. So over time, like you'll analyze your dreams. So just like a quick step back, when I'm writing down my dream and I'm writing it like backwards or haphazardly or whatever, right? um, I'll go back in after it's all done and I'll analyze it for a second. I'll like number them Mm -hmm. just to try and like create, you know, a storyboard or like how it went in order. But that doesn't really matter. What will matter is over time, 
time you'll start to notice, oh, like my grandma's there or like my past dog is there or there's a red hat or for me, for some reason, strawberries. <laughs> like okay. I was listening to this podcast before and this guy, strawberries, where's the dream cue for him? And I'm like, interesting for me too. Like in this, one of my last streams, like I don't know why, but I was in this like really posh exclusive restaurant and everything was strawberries, <laughs> like in all its form. And I'm like an right. entire restaurant of strawberries. <laughs> like it that's even got not realistic. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's not. So cute. like yeah. the point is, is like things will start to stick out to you and you'll be in a dream and you're like, oh, okay, I'm dreaming. Um, sometimes it can be a, as easy as, okay, well, I know that that person doesn't live near me or it's like a celebrity or something like that. And you can go off of that. Or maybe it's something that's not working properly, like a clock or like you're looking at a newspaper and the next time you look down, the newspaper changes or the street sign changes or a picture changes. It's hard to do that because we are used to dreams being like super crazy. Right. They go all over the place. But if you are writing them down and you're reviewing this list of different things that are now your dream cues and signs, you will start to notice them in your dreams. So the same thing that you can do is reality checks. A reality check is essentially, am I dreaming? Right. Mm -hmm. And if you're going into a dream with the intention of questioning if you're dreaming, the best way to do that is to do it during the day. During your waking life, stop, am I dreaming? And perform some kind of reality check. Look at a paper. Does it change? Try and jump real high. Can you go real high? You know, like you're questioning yourself. And the more you question yourself, then when you get into dreaming, you'll question yourself there too. So that's just like another way that you can actually start to wake up in your dreams. Oh, Side note here, (laughs) I do want to mention this because I found this really, really interesting. If you're a serial alarm snoozer, which I am, I can be guilty. Yeah, I am. I'm like really proud of myself on the days that it only takes me two snoozes. But for the most part, I think it's like five or six. Um, I think I'm a two or three kind of girl. I feel like it's five or six for me because I set like three alarms <laughs> and they're all very close to each other, which is stupid. Yeah. <laughs> but you know yourself. You're planning it. But I saw this and I think it was, I can't remember it, but it was a video. So someone else might have seen this. The reason why like we feel like crap when we're snoozing our alarms is because when we snooze the alarms, we're awake. Okay. Okay. We're awake we snooze the alarm we've woken up we snooze the alarm but then we immediately start a new sleep cycle so instead of getting 90 minutes of that sleep cycle I explained the alarm is going off again in eight minutes right or whatever you have set it to like if it's a repeating alarm or whatever so ultimately we're never completing that cycle and it takes our bodies hours to catch up and to like feel alive and I'm like oh that makes sense so if you take nothing else from this episode, stop, stop snoozing. snoozing. <laughs> I know. Telling myself right now. Okay. So I will try that on Monday when I go back to work. I know. So if you want to start lucid dreaming, I would just say first start with reading, meditating, visualizing. Try to start writing down anything you can remember from dreams and reality checks. And you can look this up all online. I think they even have like actual devices that monitor your REM sleep. And there's even like supplements and stuff like that. So there's lots of different things that you can use to start. But the easiest and cheapest (laughs) is a dream journal. All right, I'm done, Kendra. I want to read my horoscope now because it's really good. Part of what we want to do is start to do our horoscopes because she's a Gemini. I'm a Capricorn. But you're a rising Gemini. I'm a rising Gemini. So therefore... I'm both the sun and moon Capricorn. I'm rising Gemini. What are you? Where are you? 
I I am sun Gemini and I am cancer moon. So I have a very deep emotional side, but I'm a Gemini, which means I like to talk a lot and you have the rising Gemini, which means that you're comfortable with that communication side. So to me, that means that we're perfect as podcast hosts. Holy moly. So you're cancer, cancer, Gemini. Cancer rising. Well, cancer rising, cancer moon. Mm -hmm. Yes. So by the way, we're looking at an app called CoStar. If you don't have CoStar, I highly recommend it. If you're into astrology, seriously, it will become your new obsession. It's cool. And you get into yes. social. So you see your app. friends and how you interact with your friends. Mm-hmm. You can see their star signs. You can see how compatibility changes between the two of you, depending on what's going on with the planets. Wow. I have so much Capricorn in my chart. It is my sun. It is my moon. It is my Venus. It is my Mercury. It is my Neptune. This is why you are the one in charge of organizing the podcast. The only Gemini is my ascendant. And I I just show up to talk because I'm Gemini. But you know what? I have a lot of Virgo. Virgo is also very organized. Very That's similar my to mommy. Capricorn. It's my mom. I have my Gemini in my sun and my Venus. And then I have Cancer, Moon, and Ascendant. So I have a lot of Cancer, which means I'm deeply emotional. Be careful. I do have some Scorpio in there too. I have Scorpio, Pluto, and Mars. I have zero Cancer. But I have to tell you something. So this is our first episode. And I actually had not looked at my co-star today. It's something I usually do in the morning, but it was a busy morning. We were getting ready for this episode. So this is my first time looking at it. And we talked earlier about the whole reason that we are doing this podcast. We are both very professional working mothers. We work hard, but what we do in our you know regular life doesn't allow us to be as creative as we wanted to be, doesn't allow us to have the free time. And so that's why we want to do a podcast. Mm-hmm. So I just want to share with you what my daily horoscope said. So if you're in the CoStar app, it just gives you like one little, I guess, sentence or, you know, saying of the day. Mine today is hurl yourself towards the life you want. Holy crap. But this like, this is our first day. Just so everyone knows, we've been planning this for a while. We set this deadline and, and we made it happen. We got here and we're feeling good. And then I look at this and it says, (laughs) this is the life I want. You know, I want to bring useful information to the world. I want to communicate. I want to build up a following of, you know, like-minded people. And and I just feel like this is the sign from the stars and the universe and, and all that woo stuff. And all that woo stuff. I don't know why, <laughs> but you're really pretty right now. Oh, thank <laughs> you. And mine says you need to feel things fully in order to be able to transform them. Mine's oh. always super deep. Very deep. It's very interesting because you're the emotional one. I'm the one that like everybody calls bitch face. Nothing <laughs> wrong with that. No, but I'm very emotional. I just you know are. how to keep everything in check. I think there's a difference. You just, I I feel like I emote too much in my face sometimes. I feel so like I have to be I, I'm like pure love. Yes. That's what I am. Anyway, what's cool about CoStar is so you get this little daily like sentence, but if you click on like the daily updates, they have do's and don'ts and they're pretty fucking ridiculous. So mine says do brooches. She is not wearing a brooch today. Chignon? Chignon? What is that? C-H-I-G. Chignon. But what Chignon is that? Chignon is like, um, it's kind of like a French twist. It's a very old oh, style. Well, I do of... that all the time. Okay. Okay. So talking about hair. Are you ready for my are do's? But you need to hear my don'ts. Oh, let's hear your don'ts. My don'ts. Moodiness. You don't seem moody today. I'm not moody. I'm going with the flow. Mm-hmm. Stockpiles. Don't stockpile. Okay. And hibernating. We're not hibernating. We're not. We're out. What time is it? It's like really I late. Mean, we're kind of hibernating. We're in our own cave. Yeah, it is St. Patrick's Day <laughs> and we are in a room with just headphones a, just on. Just a little bit. Okay. What's your do's and don'ts? My do is jujitsu. I don't think that's ever a do for me. have to say it's I not mean, my style. But I want to see it. <laughs> I would be on the floor in two seconds flat. I want to see that. 
Um, let's see here. Do going veg. You know, let's go veg. I was a vegetarian for like eight years. No, oh, seven. I, seven years. I watched a documentary about corporate farming and it made me want to become vegan. Um, I could do vegetarian because then I could still eat eggs and, and cheese. Vegan was a little hard for me, but I could do vegetarian. I actually am not a huge meat fan. Neither am I. I like I will eat it. It became for me a convenience from feeding a family. Right. And it's very difficult to feed a family when you don't have a lot of money and nobody will do that with you. Right. So that's the only reason that I'm not. Um, anyway, continue. I do self tattoos. That sounds a little dangerous. Um, as long as they're temporary tattoos, I am not skilled enough and I hate needles. Can so you, I was just going to ask you to go get a needle so we can heat it up and we can put an L on our no. wrist. No. You don't want to brand it. It's only the first episode. <laughs> Right there. I can see a little I'm dedicated. I'm not that dedicated. Maybe on our hundredth episode, we can get tattoos oh, together. I'll do a little L right there. I would totally. I don't have any tattoos. So cute. Just like a little one right there. It has to be a double L though. Yeah. When we put our wrists together. Oh, okay. hundredth okay. episode. We're doing it. I don't have any tattoos. That'll be my first tattoo. Speaking of do's and don'ts, don't is grandeur. So don't get a tattoo today. Um, grandeur. Grandeur. Grandeur? Grandeur? Isn't that how you say it? Grandeur. Are you talking about like grandeur? Grandeur. Or yes. like grandeur. <laughs> I'm from Texas. I say <laughs> things differently than most people. So um, be grand about things? Grandeur. Or are you like a juror? <laughs> Being grand. <laughs> Excuse my... <laughs> I don't know. Texas. My Texas. It'll Whatever. come out I'm sometimes. I'm from Texas too. That's true. Odessa. Born. That's right. You were born. I wasn't even born in Texas. I was just raised there. I don't remember anything though. <laughs> Lucky. It's not a good place. Part of Texas. Palm fronds. Don't palm fronds. And don't epic poems. Palm fronds. What is a fronds? Fronds is like the leaves off of a palm tree. So don't touch them. So usually you would use those to like, you know, I think of like Gretchen <gasps> times. You know what like, it's saying is don't go to Costa Rica. Today today <laughs> and don't write epic poems you know what though so i read ours earlier and you know sometimes okay. it combines a message for the two of you okay ours said you and kendra are both avoiding emotions today okay kendra isn't secure enough <laughs> to take responsibility for the ways they've hurt you how have i hurt you jessica i'm sorry do your best to anticipate their emotional needs and ask them for a performance <laughs> review <laughs> oh well since you asked i have some notes <laughs> What? You have hurt me. I am sorry. I have a surprise for you, Kendra. I love surprises. I wanted to celebrate it being our first time actually recording something that we're going to put out for people to listen. Oh my God. To us. People are going to listen to us. <laughs> I, I don't know if I'm ready for that. I mean, I'm going to listen because I have to edit. <laughs> we are both going to listen to this probably more times than we really would like I, to. Yes. So someone will listen yes but you and I made this decision we did and no one else has helped us along now here's the thing I understand there are supportive people yes but it is us and within ourselves to have pushed ourselves to the to point to make us do this to and, be here and it's a big deal and we made it happen yes I'm very proud of us I feel like we're sucking at it right now but you know what we're here <laughs> and we'll get better <laughs> we're trying. stick with us but I, I got a couple things okay Ooh. Yes. So we're going to have a stone collection here. I love this. Okay. Here's the first one. Oh. That's, That's really pretty. Yes. I'm trying to get it. This is so loud. Hear my paper. <laughs> crinkle, crinkle. That's the only way I could hide it. Okay. 
So that's the aqua aura quartz. Ooh, is this for me? It's to enhance communications of all kinds. No, this is for our pod space. It's, uh, okay. Okay. It's not just for you. I mean, I want to keep it. It's I mean, gorgeous. It's we'll we'll show here. pictures on our <laughs> Insta. It's so pretty. I don't think it's real. Okay. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> I think Can't they be. painted it. <laughs> but I got it from a, like a legit place. Okay. I'm sure it's real. And I love this place. <laughs> it says that it can help enhance speaking. We Maybe I should have done this in the beginning. It is called a success stone and an abundance stone. So I like that. We're going to help that. Okay. And this one. Right here. It's a kunzite. Kunzite. It's a pretty purple color. It's supposed to help surge confidence in our bond. I like okay. that. Okay. I actually asked the crystal lady, I'm like, what can you give me that's about partnerships? Yes. I'm not talking about sex or love, <laughs> but I like we are starting a podcast yes. and I want to start off right. And she said this one and she gave me this description and I'm like, that sounds perfect. Okay. You can read the whole thing. It's quite long. I'm not going to read it on here. Later. <laughs> I was about to say, and so we'll just sit here in silence. I won't read it to you, but you'll anticipate but you can read them. Wonder. But they're pretty. And they're I thought, gorgeous. you know what? I have you. a stone collection at home and we can keep one for ourselves And we can here. keep adding some to we it. We can. As we go through the stages. Exactly. We've got so, more. I also heard, because I did this for myself because no one buys stuff like this for me, but I heard you're supposed to gift someone their tarot decks. So I bought you <gasps> I a heard tarot that. deck. Thank you. Oh my God. Yes, I heard that too. Yeah. I bought my I, own, so maybe that's why I'm screwed. So thank you. And I want to incorporate this. Both of us are novices when it comes to that, to be honest, but we're both very, very interested in tarot. I actually had my first tarot reading and I am just like enthralled with it now. <laughs> so thank you very, very much. And it's now pretty. I want to learn more about what it. What is it called again? It is called, I think it's Ethereal something. Ethereal Visions Illuminated Tarot Deck by Matt Hughes. Okay. Sorry, it's dark in here. Shout out to Matt Hughes. I don't know. Yes. I really like the artwork on this. And it, I'm it excited just, like, to open it. And, to it and use it. And maybe we will share our tarot reads sometime on our socials. Yeah. You know, I've only been tarot read by TikTokers. So I need a legit one. I would love <laughs> to do that on a podcast sometime. Um, perhaps we'll have a guest. Perhaps we will. This is why we're called Lucid Lab because we want to do just a little bit of everything. And a little we bit want of you everything. And you know, guys, along for the ride. You know, you just like for some reason when you said, it, and that's why we're called Lucid Lab, I literally only heard, it, and that's why we're so loose. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, we're you'll get to right know now. us. We are pretty loose. Um, I'm on my second vodka soda, and that happens. So that's our episode for today. I really hope you guys enjoyed it. We want to make sure that we remind you of our socials. All right, guys, we're new. Help us out. Please follow us on Instagram. We have a Facebook and a page and group and a TikTok. We'll make some crazy dance videos at it some doesn't point. Matter. <laughs> yes. Probably at some not. point. Everything is Lucid Lab Podcast. Okay. We also have an email. We want to start doing listener stories. We don't know what we're going to call them yet. Yes. We want to hear from you. If you don't have a story, send us ideas, things you want to hear about. We're here to bring ideas and topics that are interesting to you that maybe you haven't heard on other podcasts. We're open to that. We want... Seriously, to we're not stuck in one genre. I don't think we ever will be. So send us literally anything that you can. But we're going to try and read your stories. And people are like, oh, you know, other people do that. That's because it's cool. The whole point is to we want a find, community. 
Yeah, to find people like us who have these other stories and we want to hear them and we want to talk about them. And maybe you write and you have these stories and you mm-hmm. want to get them out and like let us read them. You know, Absolutely. Talk. So our email is lucidlabpodcast at gmail.com. We also do have a Patreon. Please visit that. Any donations would help for us to continue doing this. We already know we're going to love it and we're going to stick around forever. Give us a go. We also have a P.O. box if you're interested in sending us anything. If you feel like you want to do snail mail or something like that, it's P.O. Box 251 East Lake, Colorado 80614. (laughs) Stay lucid. Keep dreaming. Keep dreaming, listeners. You sound like a boring 55-year-old. I know. Keep dreaming, guys. (laughs) Keep those dreams alive. (laughs) Stay lucid. Bye. (laughs) 